they... And I forgot what I was saying! Oh, Ah, <laughs> oh, f*** off. Just trying to make little notes. I didn't make my little note. Brilliant. <laughs> watch film but I'd be honest I mean when I first started watching film I was just watching the game Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm in studio. Me old buddy. Me old buddy. At Ryan Peacock NFL. What's going on? Buddy. Well, it's been a bit of a fairly quiet weekend. Is anything of note happens nah not really oh we're only going to NFC Championship game baby NFC Championship game what a game that was and I have to say for the first time I mean I always fairly struggle to watch a game anyway when it's the Packers because you'll know and everybody will know listening they're not the easiest team at times to watch are they because they kind of put you through it a bit Mm -hmm. but there was just something about the other night even at half time when they started coming back and, and I don't know. I just didn't feel worried. I mean, we spoke at half time, didn't we? Yeah. And, and throughout the game, because we do, for people that don't know, is that myself and Ryan are on the UK Packers Twitter, at UK Packers. Give us a follow. But we're also in the background chat. Sometimes it's not it's not PG, Ryan. But you were, I have to say, credit to you, you were always relaxed. I was, I was going to say, because normally I can be quite, I'll throw the beer around the room, I'll get pretty angry. Mm. But last night, there was kind of a role reversal and you were losing the plot a little bit. Yeah. And I played the role of Steve Diddy and I played Mr. Calm. But that being said, <laughs> when it drew level at the end, oh, yeah. I honestly thought I was going to have a heart attack because I could yeah. not handle that shit. No, I was getting palpitations. I, honest to God, my chest was sore. Today, it's like I've been in a car accident. I'm just getting aches and pains everywhere from tensing my body because... Look, we're all thinking men here, but we all have superstitions. It's why Ronaldo is worth millions, but he'll hop onto the field with his left foot or whatever, right? And NFL players, exactly the same. I was in one spot with my arse hanging off the couch, and I didn't want to move because we were doing so well. And I think it's when I went to get my fourth bag of crisps for the night. I think that's when it all went tits Four up. bags of crisps? Yeah, at least. I, do you know do, what? You, I got that, you, need uh, to address, you need to address that diet. You've got a big flag football game coming up. <laughs> responsibility oh man but what a game and jesus the twitter just went off i've never seen so many packer related orgasms in my life i mean everyone was just having a good time weren't they i mean our twitter was just like my battery was like 42 percent, but after that field goal by by big balls mason i mean that thing went down to nine. yeah yeah and talking of twitter i kind of want to address something before we get completely into the game like there's a lot of people out there that are expecting me to be halfway down a bottle of champagne by now but hmm. As Steve will notice, I just have uh, a bottle of water in my hand. And why is the reason it in? For that Hold on. Being... Hold on. Why is it in? Why is the bottle of water in a can that says Coors Light on the side? What's going on? Are you recycling? You just reuse, recycle? No, no, no. It's man's water, isn't it? Man's water. <laughs> it's, so... like, it's like, do you know what I heard wine refer to as uh, mammy juice? Or what is it? Mammy petrol or something, I think they call it. You know what I mean? That's your man petrol so, then as the Coors Light. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's just, just good nutrition. It's got the word light in it so I can feel good about mm-hmm. it. It's all good. But the reason I'm not halfway down a bottle of champagne and we're not open a bottle of champagne is because I kind of have this thing. The way I see it, we haven't won anything yet. And that sounds negative, but it's not. 
don't start celebrating now because there's two games left to win and I want to win them both. And then we'll drink the champagne and we'll all drink it together down in London. Uh, Steve's buying. And <laughs> we'll all enjoy it then. I am in the arse. I'm telling you, I've, I've got a young kid to look after here, but I think that's definitely the case. We have, because we've kind of lost our way with the whole impossible question, right? Now, I don't know if we're going to get that back on track before Super Bowl or one of us has to wear a Bears jersey. I think that maybe we should focus our energy here into that if we win the Super Bowl, if we can get past the Falcons, which we will preview on our Friday morning podcast, I think that what we should do is, is say that Rhino has to put down a full bottle of Champers. Have you ever got close to that, Ryan? Have you, have you got the pedigree in the past to be able to put down something as, as large as a, a bottle of Champagne? To be fair, mate, that's like pre-drinks, isn't it? <laughs> it's big talk, man. But yeah. you can, do you know what? You can back it up. You put down some incredible amount of pizza the last time. My Jesus. Right, see, you keep saying this about the pizza. I don't know what happened that day. I was obviously hungry. I'm not usually a big eater. You'll see that from my slim and well-kept figure. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but beer I'm all right on. Champagne could be a problem. But we'll see what happens. Let's get to the Super Bowl first. And yeah. then... Well, I'll tell and you what. then we'll worry about all that. Let's get to this game. Um, typical of the Packers. Now, come here to me. I know we all want to celebrate and we still have those, uh, you know, Victory Monday sort of, I don't know. It's it's like, you know, we're all lying in bed with that post-Monday, sort of post-Sunday cigarette here, relaxing, looking across at the <laughs> long-haired lover beside us. What, that like is a, like the... a 1950s love scene. Oh, absolutely. And just, everyone just laying back after watching the Packers having that, that lovely little Benson <laughs> or Embassy oh, number yeah. one. Yeah, it's the one where, yeah. you know, like Audrey Hepburn style, we have it on a little stick and it's at the end of the stick. That's what I'm imagining here. And we're looking down <laughs> at that. Time. Prime time. We're all looking down at that glorious win and, you know, she's got her hair cascading down, whatever. Look, I'm just saying is that... Can we talk about the real issues here? Like, the thing is, we're doing really well and I don't want to shit-talk the Packers. Um, We're doing what we can with what we have. But I do think, and it's such a shame, and it's why I was having a meltdown privately in the background was, is that if we had any remnants of a defense that could stand up to anybody or anything... Now, I know the Cowboys have... Look, their run game is ridiculous. Uh, they, I know that they say Le'Veon Bell is number one, but it flip-flops every two seconds, right? It's it's like anything can give you cancer these days. Eat crisps, don't eat crisps, eat cheese, don't go to sleep after seven, have a head, two eyes, you're definitely going to get it. You know, it depends on who you listen to, who the best running back is, but Ezekiel Elliott is prolific. So we're not going to be able to stop this guy, but at the same time, we couldn't stop the pass. My issue really was, Rhino, was Dak is good, and I witnessed them live with the crew over in Lambo. There's no doubt this kid has, you know, has talent. But at the same time, he's a rookie, you know, and he's prone to rookie mistakes. He should be prone to rookie errors. He's, I don't know, kept safe by his O line, which is the same reason why the run games having such success. But at the same time, we should be able to get to these lads more. With the likes of Mike Daniels having to be double teamed, I mean, there's no reason why we can't be getting to these quarterbacks more and forcing him into rookie errors. You know, and I think yeah. that our defense is going to be a problem. Now, against Atlanta, maybe not, because their they're, you know, defense is, is terrible. It's going to be an offensive shootout. Can we win a Super Bowl with this defense? And what the hell can we do about it? Look, I think I'll address, address the first point you made first. Right, Dak Prescott, he made some mistakes last night, but for the whole part, he was generally very good. He overthrew a couple of throws here and there. Um the interception, I think, in a couple of years' time, he'll look, he'll recognise that, he'll hold on to the ball, he'll do something else. Um, but he was very good. Zeke, as you say, fantastic running back. Now, 
we held him to he got 125 yards okay now all right decent effort but he got zero touchdowns hmm. you know now Dak got 300 odd yards passing 302 I think it is with three touchdowns interception so they had a good performance now our defense now has names in it that are second third uh, if you're looking in the secondary, maybe even fourth, fifth, and a guy that was a was a wide receiver that got converted and went on the practice squad and has come back on the main squad. So he's probably, what, sixth or seventh choice or something, you know? This is the defense we have right now. Um, and I think they did a decent job the other night. We got caught a couple of times with Des Bryant down the left-hand side. Uh, I think it was Gunter that was on him. Um but that was probably the only time really where Gunter was left completely one-on-one with one of the best receivers in the league. Now, let's remember where Gunter was. He was a guy maybe only a season ago that wasn't really featuring. He's a guy that's had to feature this year. He's a guy that's done well for the most part, but he came up against OBJ the other week. He did very well. He came up against an even better receiver this week in Des Bryant, and he didn't do terribly. Okay. Now, there's other players in there, young guys like Bryce, young guys like Waiters, um, Hawkins, all guys that are having to contribute right now. And the defense is doing just enough. Now, when we say just enough against the Cowboys, it really was just enough. And at times it did seem very soft. And I know yourself and a number of guys on Twitter and Facebook and everything else are saying, you know, we do seem very soft. I don't think that's going to change. It seems to be how he does things with the defense capers. And I know capers is probably an off-season discussion and, and something that I think we've all talked about enough. The thing is, at the minute, we've got a certain style in how we're doing it. It's the whole bend, not break from a couple of years back. There's players on the defense that didn't even start on the roster. And we're doing just enough. And the reason we're winning games is because the offense is, again, probably our best form of defense because the whole time the offense can stay on the field, the other offense isn't on the field, as obvious as that sounds. Um, when you're going into Atlanta, completely different kettle of fish. Matt Ryan, uh, what, what can you say? He's a far more experienced quarterback and certainly their receiving core. And they're double, they've got two running backs, haven't they? Coleman and uh, Devonta Freeman. Hmm. It could be a completely different effort up in Atlanta that's going to be needed, but I believe we will still have enough to do it. Yeah, but I mean, I know you said there like that our defense did enough, but did they? You know, I mean, if you look at the sort of the scoring summary of this game, they basically scored. I, I don't know. It was something mental on like I think it was what four consecutive drives or something. I don't know if the defense did enough or whether the offense just nullified the defense's lack. It's not a lack of effort because I know that they're doing what they can. Um, you know, but at the same time, like how I absolutely yearn for a defense that is middle of the pack on stuff. I mean, we did really well against the run and I know we got the injuries, but I'd love to be able to go out there, pick up stuff in free agency. I mean, look how it worked for the Giants. Now, I know that they looked out when they got Eli Apple, who's the rookie uh, cornerback. I mean, he's ridiculous. You know, but that's what we need. And apparently this draft is cornerback heavy. I think we need a defense that shows more teeth. You know what I mean? That The stuff that Mike Daniels is talking about bring that attitude because we again our offense and our success is predicated on Aaron Rodgers doing something that other quarterbacks can't do how many times have we heard Troy Aikman now say this season and the last two seasons that he's never seen any quarterback take it to the level that Aaron Rodgers takes it to he's absolutely unbelievable and I said it in a few podcasts back is that we never tend to get those just 
crystal clear blown coverages that you know we get a completion and we you know complete another 22 yards up the field it's either yards after the catch when we come into contact or it's Aaron Rodgers throwing wide receivers open and that's why when he was slightly off and it's by his own admission at the start of the season we weren't getting that purchase but as he started to you know really catch fire that you know and is that sustainable you know that's something that we have to worry about but to be honest with you last night incredible and again it's the same dudes that we picked out like Jared Cook you know with that touchdown um, the three yard pass from A-Rod in the third quarter and then of course how the hell did he catch that ball on the sideline one of the best throws now Aaron Rodgers says it wasn't one of the best throws in his whole career he said he's made more but when it comes down to how important that throw is is unbelievable and I mean that video that we put out on Twitter how brilliant is that that this song makes every video heroic if anyone hasn't seen it they should definitely check it out just amazing but I mean when we have assets like Mason Crosby who we've had in the podcast twice now by the way you can go back and listen to I mean he hasn't missed what a field goal in the last five years in the postseason Ryan that's some asset to have so that if it all comes down asses against the wall that we know we have Mason there to you know convert those 50 plus yarders amazing yeah I mean he's he is certainly our our Vinatieri isn't he he's, he's he had that one one dodgy season where there was a lot of people calling for his head yeah uh, the Italian Sani guy Tabecchio was it that yeah that was sort of nipping away at his heels um, but they kept faith and it's really really benefited the Green Bay Packers now um, I wanted to go back just slightly before Twitter absolutely killed me. Um, but obviously when I say that the, the defense has done just enough, um, literally just enough, <laughs> it's, I'm not saying that they did well the other night. I'm not saying that the defense looked good, but in terms of very, very layman's terms here, we managed to stop them scoring more points than us. So we did <laughs> just enough. That's what I'm trying to say. When I say just enough, I mean just enough. So I feel that with the offense we got at the minute, we need the offense to go all, all game. We need the defense to go enough of the game, most of the game. Um, the reason I don't get down on it, like I said before, is there are those guys that were never even on the roster at start. But I think the key here, and at some point it's going to happen, against the Giants, the second half was good. This week, the first half was very good, and then the very end was okay. In other games, we've seen it, haven't we? Even in the losses, we always said, you know what? There was bits in there that was very good. And then as we started to go down the win streak, there was games where we dominated and there were games where we were good in parts and bad in parts. At some point, and I guess you can counter this quite easy, but at some point, I'm positive thinking, guy, we put it all together and we dominate for a whole game and we stop this heart attack stuff and we just go on it. Now, as you already alluded to there, in theory, the Atlanta defense is, I wouldn't say, and I don't want to say bad, let's say as questionable as ours is, mm-hmm. but Atlanta's defense is certainly there for the taking. And if you have an Aaron Rodgers that can land a ball on a sixpence, then we could tear this defense apart. The problem is, like you said already, it's how do we stand up to the Falcons' offense? And so going into next next week, it truly is, going to be probably the ultimate shootout from this season isn't it and it could be one of the highest scoring playoff games I think we'll see yeah it's going to be scary and the thing to look at this is is that when we went up against the Falcons earlier in the season we were playing pretty cack and we still only lost by one point so I mean that's important now there's analysis for you we were playing quite cack 
and we're going to play better. Like, the thing is, we're on a run, and it is that it's literally going to be... It's like what Vince Lombardi used to say, that we didn't lose, we just ran out of time. It's going to be like, you have a touchdown now, you have a touchdown now, you have a touchdown. It's kind of like when someone breaks somebody's serve in tennis. I think that's the way it's going to come down. But I have to agree with you. We said this when the Packers were going through their funky town, right? That we were saying that, yes, we're losing... But the Packers always have the potential to put it all together inexplicably in one game and absolutely destroy opponents, which is what they started doing. Now, one of the highlights actually for the game for me is leave all the sort of, you know, the ice in the kicker and then he comes out and smashes it again. The Jared Cook pass, all that sort of gear and going up 18 points. The One of the highlights for me was the Nick Perry sack where thereafter he stroked his club on his hand like a Bond villain stroking a cat. I mean, that was one of my favourite things to ever happen in NFL history. I mean, when I look at that, you know, you can put up the likes of people get into the Hall of Fame and, you know, we saw Devin Hester's efforts over the years and, you know, just some mad entertaining stuff, crazy Super Bowls that end on a Hail Mary batted down. But what Nick Perry stroking his club is what I love. Do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess now that on America's game when we're in the Super Bowl that that, that very footage there will be featured. Oh, yeah. A bit like the... BJ Raji, Houdini moment. <laughs> There'll be just a moment of Nick Perry just rubbing the cast. Yeah, can that be a thing? Can we do that? Can we all stroke our clubs together at the next part? Hold on there. Wait, hold on there a second. Let me rephrase yeah, that. Yeah, maybe just, just hold up. Yeah. So look, I think the Packers definitely can get to Matty Ice here, right? And did, like, look at Clay, what was it, three games ago? When he just went wild and we're like, oh, what is going on here? And he's just gone absolutely crazy. He looked like the Clay of, you know years and years ago he looked like he he reached top form so it's at times like that where a defense can just play lights out it's exactly the same and dare i mention it and i really did i was like a shell-shocked soldier against the cowboys because we went up by 18 points the cowboys had never came back and won a game where they were down more than 10 at that stage when that popped up on the broadcast they were down by 11 haven't been down 18 and they haven't came back from a deficit in the playoffs like that since 1972 also they had never convert they hadn't converted a two-point conversion that season not one but they do it against the packers you know it's small stuff like this you're thinking no here we go again so the nfc championship game is where nobody gave us a chance and we waxed the seahawks in the first half 19-3 it should have been 38-6 if you extrapolate for the whole game and like you said, Ryan, I don't think we should be letting that happen. We cannot let these people get back into it. Because the thing is, the glory of it was, is that Zeke was their number one weapon. I know you can say Des Bryant was, but we're capable of shutting down Odell. So we were capable of shutting down Des Bryant, let's face it. And I'd say that Odell is more dangerous on his game than Des Bryant is. So Ooh. that that's that's my opinion, right? And I'll back well, it up. You're stands. entitled to it. You're right. You're entitled to it. But the thing is, is that, you know, we had the tools to, to double cover Des Bryant and we put the game so far out of reach you would have thought at 18 points that the run game would not have been eliminated because they have arguably the best running back in the NFL but certainly he could run all day long and knacker himself out the more he runs the more he's prone to injury the more he runs the more tired he gets the more he needs to be taken off the field and the more he runs the more we stack the box you know like all of these things can come together but we let them get back into it so Although there's positives to the game, there is sort of negatives to the game in that way. But again, and we'll say it again, that this Packers team are absolute world beaters. They have the capability and the playmakers. And not to forget that Jordy Nelson is rumoured to be back against the Falcons. And that gives us so many weapons on offence, right? 
So, yeah, brilliant. I just wanted to jump in there because I read a tweet just before we came on actually saying, and I really want to try and remember it's from, I can't remember if it was Nagler or Domofsky, but it was one of you guys. You're fantastic, all of you. Um, but it said that uh, Geordie was working out today. Yeah. Now, bear in mind that could just be some run-throughs and some, some stretches or whatever. The only problem I've got with it is we're back, aren't we, with this whole thing, a bit like we said last week. If Geordie comes back and plays and gets hurt and you lose, I, you can't – I guess what I'm trying to say is, in theory, if you were confident in the game and the players we had, you'd sit him out with the with the hope of bringing him back in the Super Bowl where it is then essentially win or bust. Yeah. The problem is you bring him back now, and even if he played in the Super Bowl, there's the chance as soon as he gets that first hit, he does worse damage and maybe lasting damage. You don't, you don't know. Okay, so – it's, it really is a tricky one because it, you you know that the the players on the other team are going to know he's got sore ribs, and he's one of the or one of the best, if not the best, receiver in the league. They're going to target those ribs, you know, and there won't be one player out there that won't be targeting those ribs. So it is it's difficult, isn't it, to see him playing? Um, if he does play, then you know what a warrior. But my my fear is as soon as he takes the first hit, it's going to almost knock him straight back out of the game. So I think. We've got to go forward with the idea that Geordie probably, even if he does suit up, will not play a great deal. Mm. But I tell you what I did worry about is that Janice, and I was talking with a long-time follower, Andy Davies, earlier, and we were saying, you know, the facts, and you know how much he loves Jeff Janice. Oh, yeah. But this guy just didn't even see any snaps on offense. So what's going on there? And he said to me, if you watched him on special teams, which I must admit, I'd, I'd... you know, I don't watch the the kickoff coverage. I'm not watching the guys running down the field. But he said if you watch him on there, he doesn't seem to be at 100%. Now, that's a worry because if you've got no Geordie and you've got no Janice and Montgomery's playing all his snaps at running back, obviously occasionally he's running out to the receiver position. We saw that. But then you've got Cobb, Devontae, Geronimo. And then so essentially you've got the three guys Oh, sorry, Trevor Davis came in the game, didn't he? So there's the four. So it's hard to know what's going to happen this week. Is Janice going to be fit? Is Geordie going to be fit? If they are fit, how much can they play? Mm. You know, can they at this point, is there somebody left on the practice squad to bring up and, and, and give some extra insurance should those guys not be able to go? There's there's going to be a lot surrounding that wide receiver position this week, and, and it's certainly something we'll try and keep, a, keep an eye on and uh, retweet the news out as we see it. Yeah, and it's worrying as well with the Devontae Adams injury, you know, how serious that is. It, it was pretty scary with him going off. Um, yeah, Jeff Janis. But again, like, it was weird because Aaron Rodgers was asked, you know, with Jordy not on the field, are you concerned? And he said, no, you know, we've got guys like Jeff Janis. So he did name drop him in that, you know. The same guy who yeah. was sort of saying about Janis that he's not a great route runner, um, which we've seen. And again, we saw Aaron Rodgers absolutely blow up with Geronimo Allison in the game last night, didn't we, where he ran that sort of... Um, he ran the slant route, and whatever he did or didn't do, no one knows, but, jeez, he got his ass chewed out. And that's the type of leadership that Aaron Rodgers is doing. He needs everybody to be firing on all cylinders to give him the chance to try to throw you open, because otherwise it's just not working. But the points that Aaron Rodgers is able to put up in such adversity is quite astounding, especially against the likes of the Giants. I think that this game against the Falcons could come down to, you know, air offense putting up so many points that the Falcons you know just have to try throw deep and that is scary also because Matt Ryan 
I saw a stat today that, you know, he just absolutely blows the league open and stat-wise when it comes down to throwing long, you know, because he has those tools. But there is a rumour out there, isn't there, that Julio Jones isn't going to be fit and healthy, that he's carrying a knock, which will be important as well. Now, I know we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves into the preview, but this is juicy stuff, the NFC Championship game again. So how important is it, do you think, that we have the experience of melting down? I mean, when I spoke to Mike Daniels on the podcast, he was I said to him, you know, that NFC Championship game, how much does that fire you up coming into this season? And he said, I don't think about it. I haven't watched it. I'm not going to watch it. Does that type of stuff, because it burns on us as fans, right? Does that? Do you think that burns into the players? Do you reckon that has, you know, is this just something that the media bang on about and the, the, the lads don't really use it as, as fuel? Or is that fuel for the likes of Mike Daniels? to go out and kick ours. Um, no, absolutely guaranteed. Whilst they're going to tell you they don't think about it, they forgot it, they put it out of their head, you know when they get back to the championship game, the one thing they will remember is the way they felt in the locker room afterwards. And every player every player that was there will be making sure that they, they don't feel that way again. Um, every player that is new to that team will be getting told by every player that was there, you know, we're not doing that again. It, and it will all be about going one step further. Um, from the start of this season, this team has talked about going to the Super Bowl and they are now one step away from that Super Bowl. Um, you're going to see those players that hurt so badly last year after that loss. They're going to remember that and they're going to use that pain to fuel what they're doing on the field this time around. Do you learn anything? Uh, no, probably not because it's obviously different opposition. Do Does the fact that the way in which we lost when a guy maybe didn't do exactly as he was scripted to do so by the playbook... That's been drilled into him. You can absolutely guarantee that. Nobody wants... And, you know, I don't want to hate on a guy. There was a guy who went up and he genuinely tried to do what he thought he was right at the time. Hmm. You, do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't hate that player because of what happened. I hate the situation and we lost in. I hate the fact we were so far ahead and we, we let them back into it. But I can't hate on that one player. But that will have definitely been used as an example to everybody else on that team that when we send you out there to do a job, you go out there and do a job because this is what can happen. You know, so in terms of that, we learn. And I guess in terms of the way those players felt, they'll have learned from that and they won't want to repeat it. Yeah, and it's it's a tough one as well. I mean, we spoke about it that uh, when Bostic went up two years ago to get that ball, he saw it there for the taking and thought he was going to recover for the team. It's not as if he had a Seahawks jersey on. You know, it was Jordy's ball, but again, you kind of have to to think about it. And it's the exact same as what happened with the Richard Rogers Hail Mary, that that was meant to be Devontae Adams. He ends up getting boxed out in the end zone and uh, Richard Rogers comes down with that Hail Mary against the Lions. And then you see a similar play where Randall Cobb does get boxed out, but it ends up working well because the ball comes down closer to the back of the end zone. He gets a little sneaky push off and comes down with the ball. So it depends on that situation, but certainly... We need this experience and this is only going to make our defense stronger. I'm sure that Dom Capers can work better on it. Now, whether he comes back, because we see the Around the NFL podcast, they refer to him constantly as Teflon Dom. So whether we see Teflon Dom come back because he's a slippery fish, um, you know, but again, as Packers fans, knowing the depth on the squad and seeing the amount of injuries that we had, we spoke to Wes Hodkowitz about Joe Witt and how, you know, he's one of the most respected coaches in the league for what he's doing with these defensive backs. Um, So look, it's all let's let's just all positive and love is there anything else that stood out about this game right now before we move on hit a bit of twitter and then get out of the building sure yeah the one thing i want to say here guys is and i know there was as there always is and and come on packer nation sometimes i think we're too we're far too quick and i think this is both sides of the pond all over the world we're sometimes too quick to sort of throw the towel in and give up right 
it was always going to be a battle the other night. Okay, there was a lot of positives in there. Let's remember, we're in their house. Okay, we're in Dallas. They're the number one seed in the NFC. They've got the best O-line probably in football. They've got the two best rookies in football this year. I, I, I haven't got the stats. You know, that's Steve's department. I'll stay away from that. But I haven't got that to back that up. But you know where I'm coming from here. This is a very good football team. It's not. An, I've seen somebody today say, oh, yeah, Dallas were overrated. No, they weren't. They won all those games because they deserved it. They won those games because they were a fantastic football team. And we just beat them. But we just beat them. And like I said, in their house, they were the number one NFC seed. Best O-line in football. Probably the best running back in the game. Levy on Bell may have something to say about that. Aaron Ripkowski for me, but okay, we'll move on. <laughs> and do you know what I mean? So what I'm trying to say is, guys, try and keep the faith. It's hard sometimes watching the Packers, but keep the faith because this team is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and we said it, and people came back to us and said after listening to the podcast, is that this is all the hallmarks of being the best America's game. I think we're going to feature on it as well. I bet you, I bet you there's a bit where they go, guys, is there any chance we can use just a little bit of uh, you know, soundbite from your podcast? <laughs> because, you know, you guys, you had a lot to do with it. Oh, yeah. And I tell you I'm what. I'm say no. Not, not unless you're paying. Not unless you're paying. Yep. And what we'll Sorry, do is, is we go on, uh, we get the royalties first and we just put that uh, in a bar tab and come down. But we can't invite Tom Coles because, let's face it, we, we'll only last about half an hour. Tom Coles should give fact. that guy yeah. give that guy a shout out oh yeah he was meant to get in contact with us and I can only imagine he got so drunk he forgot yeah what was one of his uh, he was he was DMing us I don't know if we should release this but he said he only got three pictures before the beer took over is what he said <laughs> yeah. up Tom. like it takes yeah. over he's a different person he becomes Thomasina we love him we do you should guys guys should generally come to London for the Super Bowl party if not to meet us guys and all the other pack just come to see Tom Tom Coles drink I mean the guy's an artist I've got nothing but respect for him. Nothing but respect for him as a fellow drinker. Did, so. did you just call Tom a piss artist? Is that what you just did? I said he was an artist. Uh, didn't specify the type. Yeah, he's a he's a good dude. Um, so come here. What's going on on Twitter? Any crack on Twitter, Rana? Well, yeah, we wanted some people's feelings on the game. We wanted, you know, we we keep it pretty open. You can say what you want. We got asked before if we were a biscuit, what type of biscuit would we be? So just just get on there and ask. Hmm. Um, uh, wah, 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 wah. let's try and go through it yeah <laughs> right they said if it was an america's game episode what would the three talkers be who would you be going for who would the three talkers be yeah wow okay well i think you go a rod don't you a rod's gonna be on there surely because oh, yeah. his memory is ridiculous i mean he still remembers what happened at 20 past two when he was seven years of age when he was down down the seaside unbelievable memory that's a great question um wow okay for aaron Rodgers, yes definitely mm. um I think I'd be going Mike Daniels. Oh, the entertainer. Just because I love listening to that guy when he talks. Yeah. yeah. I love listening to that guy. Just three guys. That's difficult, isn't it? Because I'm kind of thinking like Mason Crosby's pretty big part of this season, but mm. I, don't, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say this. Is, is Kicker sexy enough to get a talking part? I think he's sexy. We've had him on the pod. I, yeah, he's on my list he's of 10 people on my outsleeper. He's, he's a good dude. Yeah. He's when I was, when I was outside Lambert, I saw him in a car and I stood there for so long debating whether I should go and say hello that he actually then just pulled off and left. Yeah, he's huge though as well. He's massive, isn't he? Tall lad. He's a big... Did he have but his head sticking know, out the sunroof like uh, Flintstones? You know, did he have his no, head sticking he sat, out... He sat there really coolly and then I think his wife came out of the pro shop with a load of shopping bags, got in the car and they left. God, he does normal person stuff. What's going on? 
I think it's funny they go shopping. Surely they should just like click the fingers and go, dude, I want some jerseys. <laughs> but they still have to go shopping with the rest of us. See their home. Um, who's the third guy? Go on, I'll let you pick the third guy. So we've got Mike Daniels and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they usually have to be the coach, right? You have to get Big Mike on there. Mike Mike McCarthy. You have to get him on. They always have the coach. So kind of it's it's predetermined. All right. Okay. Well, Do you know there you who, go. I hope that was Do you know who deserves a shout out on uh, the Twitterverse as well? Jill B. Right? Great follower. Give her a follow at Jill eight eight seven nine. Right. Not not the not the best name, Jill. Uh you could have could have thought of something else like Jilly Billy Willy 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 you know, something like that. Not you don't don't be coming up with an eight eight seven nine. That that's the and by the way, that's probably the pin code to Jill's bank account. So if you're ever out with Jill you can get her debit card and uh, and pop that in. But anyway, right? That's how she remembers. She's like, "What's my pin code again?" Hold on, I just hit up Twitter. So she said that she was starting a new job today, and like, do you think that the Packers is going to be a nice game? We got out to a big lead, and then she'd be able to go to bed. And we were like, "No, there's no way that's happening." And the poor girl was up till uh, all hours, like we all were. Ryan, I tell you what, I was going around the house last night, right? Because as we all know, because of wax lyrical about it, of a nine month old son, you know, stuff like the whole house goes on lockdown from nine o'clock. We have to be quiet. But like after the game, I had so much energy, pent up energy. I was going around fist pumping like a freak. If anyone would have saw me, like it, it was honestly like, yeah, I'm just glad I'm not on the Truman Show or something because it would have went right. This guy's lost his mind. We need a new lead actor. This guy's gone insane. Put him in the loony bin. What did you do? What What did Ryan Peacock do? You were kind of ambling around for a while as well, weren't you? Yeah, it was one of them where you're kind of looking at the clock thinking, I'm up in a few hours and really got to get to bed. But at the same time, Twitter's going crazy. <laughs> Facebook's going crazy. Yeah you want i mean i put on nfl network mm. and i sat there watching that because i didn't want to watch the chiefs and steelers game and no disrespect to that game it was probably a great game but i just wanted to keep watching the replays from the game so i just stuck nfl network on for a bit um even then when you try and actually switch the lights out you just lay there with the eyes wide open don't you so mm. um that backs up as well graham backs up point up he said he was so emotionally drained from the game but then all that relief and the tension and everything off the fourth quarter, he ended up just not going to bed and just staying awake for the night, watching the other game, going to work. Go away. So, How do you I bet that? he's not. I bet he's not awake still now. Yeah. Um, we'll correct through a couple of quick ones, I guess. Uh, Tony Cassidy says, "Well, you know, he's, he's, he says we need to find a secondary from somewhere. We've got one. They're gonna come up. I'm telling you, Micah Hyde and Clinton Dix next week interceptions." Just oh, yeah. putting it out there now. But uh, um, worried about Morgan Burnett. Sam Mendoza kind of says the same stuff. Uh, he says a brilliant win, but also alarming that we can't close out games and 17, 15 points up in the final quarter. Have to improve and put the foot down. Yeah, we, we've said it kind of, we need to be more Bill Belichickian. Uh, if that's a, if we can, you know, put a bit of verbiage on that. We do, we need to sort of stand on their throats. I don't know if it's conservative play calling or if it's late in the game and they just throw everything at us. Because let's face it, I mean, it goes into desperation mode. And if you're any way of, a, of an accurate quarterback, you're going to be able to get up some ground and some points on the Packers. And maybe that's what happens. Who knows? But yeah, we kind of echoed those sentiments yeah. early on in the pod. It's not all sort yeah. of silver line and stuff. And I'm going to read this mention out here because his name is Ex-Army Officer One. So I don't want to with him because he might come find me and get me so he says the same thing pass coverage and pressure on quarterbacks are valid issues to be addressed i get what he's saying pressure on the quarterback remember what we said earlier there best offensive line in football okay and we got to him a few times and we did enough at times to make him rush his throw over the ball so on and so on we got to him once where the guy was near enough falling on the floor and got a completion so i think considering how good the line is i think we did Okay. Okay. Do you know what I mean? 
I mean, you saw us against the Giants. We did well there. I think we'll do well again next week. The pass coverage, I get it. There's certain players, I guess maybe Randall is one of those, that just never really seem to be where he should be. Um, don't know if he's 100% fit. Uh, there's guys that are probably quite new into this. They haven't been doing this all year. So I think, yeah, certainly there's a lot of issues there. I think it mainly comes down from injuries. And look, can I ask Can I ask you and, and, and the Twitter Addy out there, did you notice that every time uh, Dak threw a pass, it looks like he gets junk punched at the same time? He has that grimace on his face every time he throws a pass. Did you notice that? No, I wasn't watching him. <laughs> Sorry, I, <didn't. laughs> I, I, don't, I don't watch when Dallas are on offense. So I just go and make myself a cup of tea. But no, it looked like he was in pain. It looked like someone had actually been, uh, you know, hanging from his dingling every time he threw a pass. But anyway, that's just me. So uh, Aiden Flood says, Dak and Zeke are going to be familiar foes in post-seasons ahead. The quality on both sides was just sublime. Yeah, but like you kind of alluded to there as well, Ryan, that, that fall and pass, that was very Aaron Rodgers-esque when he was falling, basically belly on the ground. His belly button was touching blades of grass when he when he got that ball out and completed the pass. Uh, but again, it's all predicated on a good offensive line. The minute you have any one of them offensive line go down... Um, it's pretty worrying which is something that the Packers have done I reckon the MVP of this season isn't one person it's like when Time Magazine said that uh, the Time person of the year was you and it's just everybody got it which I'm proud of obviously I have the hanging up on my wall I think that the MVP is something similar it's a multiple person thing which is the Packers O-line they've been absolutely outstanding and we've said it a billion times before Lane Taylor doesn't get the, the kudos he deserves to be able to step in after that just my opinion so that's what happens if uh, if that O-line goes I'm shaking down. my head I'm shaking my head. I know you can see it. Yeah. You can't ignore it. MVP. What's yeah. it stand for? Most valuable people. <laughs> <laughs> In your face. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, quick on the feed, this uh, Irish fella. I tell you, he's twinkly-eyed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, what we can say, and what else we got here? Let's get some more people some shout-outs, because there's been a lot this week. Joe Lawson, I like his. He says, uh, watch the highlights 20 times. Apologise to the neighbours. Yes. Does he care they're upset? Absolutely not. Run the table. <laughs> like oh, that. Yeah. yeah, this is the time to fall out with your neighbours. <laughs> 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 You've got a potty mode today. The, the beat you know machine's going to be going crazy. I actually need to, be, I need to be honest with you here, right? Last night I'm watching the game and I had a half one swearing and shouting. And then I had to remember it was half one. Basically, what happens is I'm watching the game. It's perfect. I've game passed. It's streamed to the uh, the old Apple TV. Everything's going perfectly fine. I'm happy. Obviously, I've got beer in my hand and against us pasty. So things are going well. We get right down to the end. We hit the field goal. Of course, they've iced the kick. We need to ban that rule, by the way. I mean, come on. It's just honestly, that is one of the things that most pisses me off about American football. It's a dumb rule. Ban it. Don't let them do it. Okay. So they ice the kick. Right, it's going to timeout. My stream, Game Pass, yeah. Why, why would you want to watch the end of the game? Just packs up. So I start shouting and swearing at my phone, on my iPad. I can't get anything to work. By the time I get it back on, there's kind of just a, a view of the field. And then all of a sudden, within like split second, it cuts to the sideline and everyone's going mental. But I actually didn't see the winning field goal live. Oh, so <laughs> Completely brilliant. missed it in the background because I, I was giving out about stuff and then when you got back to me and you were like yes yeah, Steve you, you know my, my feet is a little bit behind oh the fun I had the fun I had oh, yeah. oh my god Aaron Rodgers with another Hail Mary <laughs> yeah yeah and then just start winding me up you loved it but, yeah, uh, I think you copped on I when I said it. Brett Favre was suiting up I think that's when you copped on <laughs> 
if you'd said to me Charles Woodson is is suiting up, I'd have been more than happy. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Right, sure look. Let's call it a wrap. Uh, that was, I don't know, it was a bit of a mixed bag. We kind of, it was more aimless than our last podcast, I but think, bear with us. I think the problem, the problem was with last night, there was so much unbelievable stuff. I mean, everybody out there, you've all watched it for yourself. There's so much we could talk about. This this podcast could go on for the next five hours. Hmm. It's hard to address it all. There's issues, I think, certainly people have tweeted and they've said, you know, you've got to talk about defense. It's It's soft at times. It's this, it's that. It's been like that all season. And we spoke about it all season. I think the problem is now the defence is as is. The players on the defence are as they are, and there's not going to be any major changes to that until the off-season. Okay? But as I said earlier, we've got ballers in there. I'm convinced the defence next week will get two interceptions. Now, I know everybody's going to shut up. This is Matty Ice. He's had one of the best seasons ever. don't care. I'm just getting a feeling that it's two, and I'm picking out Ha-Ha, and I'm picking out Hyde. Um, I don't know. I just feel good about this team. I feel there's so much this year. There's. I'm getting on a rant now. I'm feeling quite passionate about it. I feel like <laughs> in the background you should play the American. There should be like the American national anthem, big flag. But here, don't whatever. blow your load all over this. We need to go do the preview the, podcast. It, the thing is, for me, look, there's enough times this season <laughs> this team has been beaten into the floor. Everybody said we should be sacked. We got down about it and we started asking the questions. At four and six, a lot of people thought we were done. And now we're here. So what, why is, should there be any reason for anybody to believe that we don't continue this run and we don't go to the Super Bowl and we don't win it? Tell me, tell me anybody out there wants to tell me why that won't happen. Yeah, you see, Ryan has his mic attached to a mic stand, but this is the part where he takes said mic and drops said mic. Mic drop. But um, yeah, look, it's uh, put a sound effect in. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, we leave it till the preview podcast. So that's the one. That's kind of just a scatty. Look, we're very tired. That's the scatty podcast uh, for our Tuesday morning. So we're gonna come back to you Thursday night. You can catch it at midnight. But you know, be sensible and get your sleep. Get your beauty sleep. So we'll see you again on Friday. So from myself at NFL on Twitter for all of the group at UK Packers and me old buddy, me old pal at Ryan Peacock NFL. It's a good boy for now. Good morrow.